The Division Heartland finally gives us some new and concrete information, and it looks very promising. To those who remember The Division Survival, the mode is coming back in full force, and it's coming in the form of a free-to-play PvPvE extraction game. And I want to walk through the good and the bad, but I also want to ask the question, is this six years too late. When Survival launched in 2016, everybody flocked to it, and they said that they should really turn the entire game into Survival. At least that's what I said at the time. Like, take the entire Division map, turn it into Survival. It's just such a good mode. But with the rise of Extraction modes and even games like Tarkov or Call of Duty DMZ, this could be the perfect time. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning so that you don't have to go looking for it. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live streams and discussions. So we finally have good information about the Division Heartland, and it seems to be shaping up into a solid game. The actual mechanics within the game have been explained, and it seems that we will be getting something very soon, especially in the way of a beta. We don't actually know what the release date will be. A brief description will actually suit our aims, because there are very different ways, I think, to do a game like this. There are very different approaches, and they do have a very brief description. They recently did a stream where they sort of walk through all the basic things that you will be able to do. Now, first, it will be session based like it will actually be a session based mode it's not going to be just a mode but also a session based game so they say this in a single play session experience both challenge and exploration of daytime and the thrill of intensity of nightfall so they're establishing that it'll be session based you'll sort of go out of your base of operations and there's different things that you'll have to do but there will be a day phase and a night phase, okay? During the day, explore and complete critical objectives, scavenge for materials and supplies, and face off against dangerous enemies. So that's sort of what you're doing during the day. You're getting your loot, you're surviving, you're interacting with all the different mechanics, and, you know, you're completing things. But then everything's going to change. Once it turns to night, they say the following. When day turns to night, the stakes heighten and new enemies appear. Avoid the increasingly volatile contamination, fight your way through rogue NPCs, and take on newly hostile players. So that's essentially what you're going to do. You're going to go out, it's daytime, you're working on operations, objectives, quests, missions, unlocking different things, and then you got to extract, all right? It's going to turn to nighttime. It's going to get harder, and that's when PvP begins. So it's not PvP the entire time. I want to talk about the good and the bad of how they have set this up because I do think there's a lot of promise here. I do think they've really been thoughtful about certain things like griefing and everything else. So let's just break down the good first, all right? First and foremost, I can say... Finally, finally, you've decided to bring back survival. When survival first landed in September of 2016, many thought it was a pinnacle activity, and I argued that they should have taken the entire Division 1 map and turned it into basically a survival battle royale mode with far more loot incentives utilizing the entire map and creating a larger content loop that would make people want to play the game even more. That never happened, but that seems to be what essentially Heartland 
Wasteland is. The mode back then when it came in to the world, survival, it actually had within it what shapes a lot of extraction modes and games today. You've got chance, you have challenging PvE encounters, you have the threat of other players, you have that adrenaline rush of successfully extracting really valuable loot. All of those things are very much present today in other extraction games and modes. And given the timeline, I think it's interesting that a game mode in Division 1 was basically the blueprint of so much of the extraction games that we play today. So this could be the absolute really best time for the game to come back, right? It's a good thing. I think survival mode really turned something into something that was potentially very addicting. I think the content loop basically consists of you leave the base of operations you do missions quests and things and you gather loot there's rng sections of dynamic contamination that's going to give it that battle royale flavor of it's kind of new every time it's not exactly the same every time that you play it and then the intensity and the unpredictability of extracting versus challenging enemies and other players It's kind of like that criticism of rogues and in other modes like it. I think extraction sort of brings that element of a rogue. You can't really replicate the adrenaline rush and the emotion. It's something chemical and psychological that happens to you only when there's high risk. So I don't think this mode could shave that down. Now, I'm going to talk about some of the potential bad things that will come from that in a moment. But the second good thing is extraction game popularity extraction modes extraction games are very popular now and this could literally be the perfect time to bring this game to market while the dmz offers some semblance of pve and sort of a trajectory within the mode itself this could actually create a more long-lasting live service format if players truly feel invested and the core loop is addicting this game shows lots of promise in some respects it might show bigger promise than the actual division core game itself i know that seems crazy to say but i do think if it's more accessible free to play easier to jump in that stands to probably help the game really reach a lot of people and the third good thing that i want to highlight is is it looks good it looks far better than the first time that we saw it. I've always thought the Division had a very good feel and a very good vibe to it. I've always thought that it was a game that was enjoyable to be in. And the Division Heartland seems to be capturing both the essence and the DNA of the Division and putting it into a more consumable game. And this is tied to the fourth good thing. It's free to play. Now obviously that could lead to pay to win which would kill this game before it even gets off the ground. But free to play puts it into a multiplayer lane expectation of today this is what people expect from games like this right and that also means it's got to be good or folks will just walk away hopefully monetization plans that they have for the game really center around cosmetics or battle passes you know things that won't really interfere with the power structure because you don't want that to be affected by people being able to spend money that's already causing controversy for call of duty's dmz mode in their recent update and we would never want to see that in a game like this because it's literally going to shoot it in the leg before it gets out of the gate especially because there's pvp baked into this it's not purely 
a PvE game. That leads to my last point. The mechanics seem to be thought out. They seem to be being thoughtful about this game. The first thing I said when I heard new information about the Division Heartland was, how are you going to prevent griefing, right? How are you going to prevent it from turning into another Dark Zone disaster where nobody wants to go in because it's just full of griefing jerks who want to make your day miserable? Now, if I'm just going to be you know, trying to enter this area and I'm getting operations done, I'm getting objectives done, you know, there's questions that I have, like what stops somebody from just purely preventing me from doing that? Well, the PvP aspect doesn't start until the night phase. This should create some natural equilibrium in the game. If you're taking the time to loot up and prepare and get everything done, you're not going to be griefed at the entrance into the game. You're not going to get shot in the back while you're working on a mission but this obviously leads to a lot of questions about balance about longevity so let's consider some of the potential bad things that could come from this because i do think as promising as it looks and as excited as i am to see survival sort of come back into its own game there's some things that could go poorly here. First thing that must be said, this could be a very narrow content loop that just doesn't last. While modes like this tend to be popular and pull people in, they typically run alongside other modes and things to spend your time in. So if you get a little bit bored or you want to shake things up, you can go into other modes when you're doing this in like Call of Duty. Now people are going to point to the popularity of Tarkov, I'll grant you that, but just how popular is Tarkov in the grand scheme of things with respect to a player base, right? I don't really know that answer, but I just don't necessarily know if it's a mainstream offering a mainstream game. It is growing in popularity, but even they are looking at adding an arena game, okay? Something else to do to shake up your time. That's all this really is at its heart. It's a game that's been made from a mode. You go out, you do stuff during the daytime, you gear up, it's nighttime, it's time to fight, it's time to extract. That's it. Thoughtful mechanics and, and dynamic contamination, I think, will help keep things fresh. That, that thoughtful contamination and how it's like it's here and then it's there and it's in different places will make it feel a little bit random every time. You're going to have to like beef up and make sure you have plenty of filters if you're going to go into the contamination because there could be some really good loot in there and that can make for good sort of like emergent dynamic gameplay, something that you didn't do last time or, oh, we didn't have to face this this time. It's in a different position. It'll start to feel like the mode is maybe stretched too thin if they didn't think about everything that I'm talking about, right? There's going to be a need for mission and quest diversity. You're going to have to be spicing things up. That brings with it a whole host of questions. How will this game be maintained long term? Is it going to be sort of a live service game? Are there going to be seasons? Are there going to be new missions, new quests? Will you be updating the map? These are questions that they will likely be answering in the coming weeks. I think we've heard that there will be seasons in the game. So it being just a mode at its core is one potential bad thing, which leads to a second potential bad thing. PvP and loss of progress can really ruin a game like this because that's at the core of what you are doing. Yes, extraction games and modes are growing in popularity. This is true. But this is tied to what feels like a PvE RPG game at its core. The core of this game is a base of operations and loot 
and PvE is going to be in everybody's mind because this is based in the world of The Division, which was at its core an RPG looter shooter. This type of player, this type of game, and and that type of appeal that you have will maybe have players finding it enjoyable, but they might feel like the juice isn't worth the squeeze if they're getting squeezed because they're getting killed and they're they're not able to extract. Just how much progress do I lose if I make it to extraction, but then I die? If the day-night mechanic is designed to retain some progress, even if you don't extract, that could be helpful with that PvE sense of, you know, going further in the game and leveling up and getting new things. Now, it does say this on their site, quote, Each successful operation allows you to complete more missions and unlock unique abilities, new map areas, and crucial functions at your base. Die before you extract and come back empty-handed. Now, I could read this two different ways. In one way, I could read this that, listen, a successful operation is getting in and getting out. And if if I don't extract and I come back empty-handed, do I not progress anything at all? Or is it saying, no, there's sort of two things that you're focusing on. Successful operations during the day will have you sort of unlocking missions. You're going to be progressing. You're going to be getting new abilities, new map areas, and new functions at your base. And then extraction is to get out with loot. If they've sort of separated those two things, I could see this being really enjoyable. But if they haven't separated those things and every session is sort of advancing on the thin thread of getting out and if you don't get out nothing progresses for you the operations the quests the unlocks if none of that advances i don't know how many people will put up with that for very long even if the sessions are very short losing all of your progress might be too hard of a pill to swallow in my opinion that would probably be the best way to take those thoughtful mechanics and give people that sense of You're still progressing, you're still getting stuff done, but extracting is when you really get the good stuff. You really get out with the loot. It's still going to sting a player if they don't successfully extract. Like, that's still going to hurt their morale. Game modes like this can quickly turn into griefing fests or unbalanced or imbalanced encounters, which leads to my final consideration for what could potentially be bad about the Division Heartland. The balancing and PvP problems for games like this always seem to be never-ending, a constant pendulum swing between metas and OP builds. One build or ability or gun can rise to the surface and cause disruption and frustration. Beyond just the potential OP guns, the potential builds and exploitative strats that always seem to emerge when games like this land, there's cheaters. There's griefers, there's teamers, there's all these types of things that have to sometimes just be babysat in the game. The original survival mode always had these types of things going on. You had people teaming in solo, you had cheaters, you had people using bots, right? There were even cheaters going into PvE. In the original survival mode, you could pick between PvP and PvE. Cheaters were going into PvE because they're pathetic, but what they would do is is they would go through the map so fast, it was unnatural how they would kill everything, and then you couldn't get anything done. I kind of got burned out on PvP because of the teamers, and I went to PvE just to try to do some high score runs, and the cheaters were there ruining it as well. 
This will ensure, I think, many people wondering, will they be protected when they're playing the game to a certain degree? Are you going to ensure that solos play against solos? What about squads versus squads? We've heard there'll be about six people to a server. We don't know if that's been confirmed yet. That sounds like a reasonable number. Uh, I think you can have up to three people in a squad, so you can have like a 3v3 server. You might run into the other squad. You might not. You might want to risk going and attacking them when you know they're extracting. You might not, right? You might want to kind of play it peaceful, especially in the early days when you're just trying to get your loot and you're trying to get out. My hope is this game can be a huge success. I love survival, and this game sounds compelling, and it sounds fun. The question is, can they get it off the ground? And after that, can they keep it going? So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. The Division Heartland sounds like a promising evolution of a fan-favorite mode from The Division 1. Survival had all the parts of growing extraction games and modes that we're seeing increase in popularity with every passing day. It stands to pull off, I think, what a lot of players and both fans of The Division really wanted. It really stands to pull in Division players and have them be excited, and fans of extraction modes I think will be intrigued. Only major hurdle for me would be that the third-person view might turn some people off because DMZ and Tarkov are first-person shooters, but that could be in its favor and help it stand out. The second thing is, all the potential negatives and bad outcomes will hopefully get ironed out in the beta. Free-to-play games are delicate, and they are brittle. In the first month, if it's a mess of cheating and griefing and imbalance, folks will walk away. First impressions are lasting and impactful, especially in the gaming world. There are so many games to fill your time with, right? There's so many things that you can play. So many other games you can go dive into if one game's just not cutting it for you. Conclusion here that I have... The Division Heartland, I think, is showing lots of promise. Time will tell if this game can take a once-beloved game mode and expand it into a thriving and ongoing live service game. As far as I can tell, they have all the parts they need. The question is, can they get the machine running and then keep it humming for years to come? And that's the show open, guys. Welcome on in. Thank you so much. For being here, we appreciate the support. This one was a bit of a surprise yesterday. Bit of a surprise because I've always been a huge fan of The Division Survival. And they have basically made an entire game mode out of it. And uh, I already gifted 25... I've already gifted 5 members. I believe we have had... Is it 35? I believe we've already had 35 gifted members today. Because there was 30... From Casual Grinder and then five from Hollow. Am I correct that that is the count that we are at 35, which means we're already on our way to the second milestone of 50? You are about 200 members away from the Just Dance stream. You guys got incredibly close yesterday. Time for some coffee. That's right. There's also a VIP incentive right now. You guys are within 35 total already. Okay, perfect. I've got that there. I already did my five as a thank you. Uh, I already did my five as a thank you. So thank you guys so, so much. Make sure you're smashing that like button. 400 people already. Make sure get us to 200 likes. That'd be a great ratio. Uh, We only need about 40 people to upgrade to VIP and then I'll do a weekly uncensored rant stream for VIPs. We'll also include Creature in that. So thank you guys for being here. Get the coffee orders going. 
We are getting low on this. Stock up on it because the Dark Roast is no longer available. Well, it'll be available very soon. VIP today. I, we don't have enough yet. We, we, we got 158. We got 158 VIPs. I love the day-night cycle dynamic. It sounds like it could be fun. The thing about the day-night cycle that I think is really, really thoughtful is that you can't get griefed. I mean, you. I mean, there's still probably going to be opportunities for grief because it's a freaking video game and life will find a way. But you're not going to like walk into the game, work on a mission, and get shot in the back. Like that's not going to happen because you know there would be people that would do that. They would literally go to all the spots where they know. Oh, there's a mission here. There's an operation here. I'm just going to go and shoot people in the back. I don't care about missions and operations. That's all people would do. But the fact that they're dividing that between, like, there's a dividing line between coming and do operations, missions, and quests, get all that done, okay, boom, and there's urgency there, right? Nighttime's coming. Oh, it's nighttime. Time to get out. What I want to know is more about the mission structure and the survival elements. Is it really just water and gas masks? Uh, well, you do, the gas masks, you only need to get the filters if you're going to go into the contamination zones. So let me try to find it. They show it on the map. They show it on the map. There's like these dynamic contamination zones on the map. I think this is still really early. Yeah, we'll just let this run and I'll try to highlight it for you. We should change life finds a way when regarding griefers and cheaters and say low lives find a way. That's right. The low lives will find a way to, to grief and cheat and ruin it. That is always a concern for games like this. Water, masks, meds, and food. Tell that to the DMZ. What is somebody saying? Oh, this game will flop hard if there's forced PvP. If there's a separate PvE mode, then it has a chance. That's my question. Can I extract before nighttime? Like, is that even possible? I don't think you can. I don't think you can be like, oh, hurry, 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 go, and then extract before nighttime hits. Because I, I, I that would be that would be like an incentive, right? Like, the incentive would be, let's get the frick out of here before nighttime hits. But I don't think you can. I think you've got to endure an entire session would be daytime operations quests missions bounties whatever get your loot get your survival going and then nighttime hits well now there's harder enemies and all 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 other players can now shoot you and attack you so that would be i think you know every single session kind of takes that takes that route isn't griefing literally the main mechanic of an extraction shooter you have to understand what i mean when i say griefing When I talk about griefing, I'm talking about people who would go into the mode and have zero desire to advance as a player. They would only be there to shoot you in the back while you work on a quest or a mission or to shoot you as you come into the... Here, here, here. There it was. There it was. All right, hang on. You know, they would just shoot you as you come into the map. So you can see here, there's these red spots. Now, these red spots are dynamic. They're not always in the same place. And when you go into these red spots, you have to use a filter to get in there. And it's a, it's a dynamic contamination zone. Now, if you look at this map, it looks like a traditional division map to a certain degree. There's certain things that you have to do, certain quests, certain points of interest and things that you want to do. And then, you know, they're, they're, they're choosing where they want to go next. And when it's daytime, no one can mess with you. Right here, mission details. Complete dynamic objectives throughout Silver Creek. Creek, I'm sorry. Objectives should be complete during the day. 
So it looks like you can just literally go and grab activities. Like status activity detected blue bear market. So you would go to blue bear market and they're dynamic activities, which to me means they're just going to be kind of random. Sometimes your objectives are literally to kill other players. Killing other player in a PvP mode isn't griefing. No, I'm not saying if anybody kills you in the mode, it's griefing. I'm saying the reason that I think the daytime-nighttime cycle is so important is because people can't just go in and grief. They have to go in and play the mode. That You know what I'm saying? Paul says your first impression is very important. I think this is double-sided sword. Uh, with this being based in the division a lot of people won't even try the game because they've already had a first impression that is true Raptor with a month of membership Lono thanks for all the content you've been providing and I just want to say thanks Uh, I'm so freaking proud of you love you man thank you so much Raptor yeah it's not listen let's establish something here very very quickly let's establish this when I say griefing what I mean is people that would go into the mode and have zero interest in playing they just go in there to ruin your day i'm not going to do a mission i'm going to go to i'm going to go to blue bear market and i'm just going to shoot everybody in the back as they try to do a mission they don't get the loot they don't try to extract they're just being a dingbat right you can't do that because the daytime cycle pvp is not active you go and you do all the missions and the operations and you gear up and get what you need and then you've got stuff to extract with and when it turns to nighttime, now it's PvP. I think that will create good equilibrium. At least you know what's coming. You're like, alright, it's time to get out, right? I know you're not saying that, Lono. Some people are so against any form of PvP that they assume that I griefed you because I killed you. No, in this game, see, I think that will completely not be the debate. If it's the debate, then, 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 then didn't Heartland flop? No, Heartland never came out, Aizen. It never came out. They're about to do a beta. They, they've, they've only done very brief conversations about this in the past. Griefing equals people continuously killing other players for the sake of killing them and ruining their day, not engaging with the actual gameplay mechanics or the loop. That's correct. There will be, there will be no debate about the Division Heartland. If it's nighttime and someone kills you... That's what you should expect to be happening. That's what's going on. The game has turned from daytime to nighttime, right? It's, you know, nighttime in the city. (laughs) That should be what some... PJ Masks are on the way. Somebody should literally make a Division Heartland PJ Mask mashup, right? (laughs) Nighttime in the city. And then have the narrator from PJ Masks narrating this game. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, everything turns really bad. To ruin your day. <laughs> My kids used to watch that show all the time. Um, I actually think that the way they've set this up is, is, uh, is, the, right, is the right way to set it up. I really, really do. The, I'm telling you what the primary threat to this game is going to be. It's not going to be the griefing. It's going to be balance. I'm telling you right now, that's my biggest fear. Two weeks in, everybody will know what to run. This gun, this build, this ability. And they're just waxing everybody. And then you're going to feel like, well, what's the point in playing the game? I either run the meta or I die. Like, that'll flatten the game out like that. I'm so glad that I have a young kid. I was able to understand the PJ Mask reference. That's right. That's right. (laughs) 
I think you'll be able to extract whenever you want. You won't have to play in the nighttime if you don't want to. All right, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't know if that's true. Give me a moment. Let me pull up the website because they because I don't think that that's true. I really, really don't think that that's true. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at their at their uh, at their at their their page here. All right. Let me let me get myself a little bit of a of a scene of a scene build here so we can take a peek see here at uh, at their page. All right. Um. I don't know. There we go. That's a little bit better. Okay. Beta test. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Uh, here, we need to slide this over. Oh, I actually had it set right when we first got in here. I'm an idiot. There we go. And then I'll just shrink myself. There, I want to be off to the side. Okay, we got a nice scene build here. Real real professional doing this on the fly. Uh, AI factions, the only one's in danger. In a single play session, experience both the challenge and exploration of daytime and the thrill and intensity of nightfall. During the day, explore and complete critical objectives, scavenge for material and supplies, and face off against dangerous enemies. When day turns to night, the stakes heighten and new enemies appear. Avoid the increasingly volatile contamination, fight your way through rogue NPCs, and take on newly hostile players. So yeah, I mean, this could be saying, I I don't know, let's keep reading extract or die risk your arsenal and supplies every time you venture out into silver creek keep moving to survive enemy conflict dehydration and the lethal contamination that's overtaken the town tackle a variety of goals while building up your armory at your base of operations each successful operation allows you to complete more missions and unlock unique abilities new map areas and crucial functions at your base die before you extract and come back empty-handed yeah, I mean, I can't tell. Can you link that in the Discord? Uh, yeah. I can't tell because this could quite literally be saying, yeah, you can extract anytime you want. They could be saying that. I, it's, it's hard to tell. Squad up for cross-play and cross-progression. Okay. Survive the dynamic contamination. The virus moves differently here, unpredictably, almost with a mind of its own. Though extremely dangerous, you can use the contamination to your advantage. Risk vital seconds inside the cloud for the chance to grab precious loot, gear, and items left behind by other players. Just make sure you have ample filters to survive. If the virus sickness sets in, uh, return to base before it kills you. See, like right here, it sound, like that seems to indicate to me that you can leave any time you want. This should be straight PvP game? No, I don't think so. I don't think you can take the core elements of the division and just make it straight PvP. I don't think that works. I, I really, really don't. That's one thing that threatens this game, I think. One thing that threatens this game is, at its core, there's an RPG looter be- beneath everything that we've looked at. Beneath everything that we've read, there's an RPG looter at the core of this game and people people that find that appealing people that are going to want to come in and play that's what they're going to say they're going to say oh man i just keep getting killed oh man i can't extract i'm not making any progress no extraction games work well with pve in it what what do you mean tarkov has pve elements in it 
DMZ has PVE elements in it. What 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 are you what are we saying right now? Oh, am I muted in Discord? Thank you. Oh, nobody was listening anyway. Whew. Ubisoft always ruins every game with garbage uh, physics. Too much HUD data on the screen. It makes it all arcadey and ruins immersion. Well, I mean that that's why bother coming to the stream then if if you don't want to ever play their games. This isn't a looter shooter, right? But it is a looter shooter. You literally kill people and enemies. They drop loot. You pick up the loot. You can extract with loot. Like if you watch, if you if you watch this footage, there's survival mechanics that like they're they're obviously grabbing certain things to help survive. But right there, that's loot on the ground. This is a hundred percent. I think you meant to say no extraction games need PVE. Oh, he's saying they need PVE. I was like, are you kidding me? Is this an informed consent situation where if you warn the player it's going to hurt, it's okay if it hurts? I think it's not just that, Zubair. It's that you know when it's coming, right? Okay, so they got a vulture key. Yeah, it's 100% a looter. Look here. Well, now see, this looks like it's only going to help you while you're in there. Look at how simplistic this is. Weapon swap speed currently, and then this is going to give you weapon swap speed. Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't seem that this seems incredibly simplistic, unless that's just how the game is. I don't, I don't know. And there are different classes to choose from when you go in. So you can be a weapons expert. Enemies are marked and damaging them uh, after damaging them with a firearm and a stationary turret that attracts attacks nearby enemies. And then there's the survivalist, uh, crouching highlights nearby unopened loot caches, scans for enemies within a radius. And I don't know, yeah, they don't hot, they don't they don't check out the medic. There's the turret shooting the baddies. Yeah, I mean this is survival. This is the survival mode. I'm trying to see if they ever look at someone's loadout in this in this uh, in this trailer. <clears throat> Plan ahead for battle. This might this might actually show us some some loot here, some some loadouts. Hang on, let's just see. I can't remember where it is. I'm fairly certain they show. Yeah, so you can build guns right here. Yeah, see, I yeah, okay, so right here is their inventory and then their armory. So they got consumables, resources. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a looter. This looks 30 FPS. Uh, It's always so hard to tell on YouTube. I highly doubt it would be 30 FPS. The game runs in 60 FPS on my PS5. The engine's capable of that. I'm not seeing any reason why this wouldn't do the same. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, like, what's the point then? Like, I just assumed that you're going out and you're getting loot. Like, what's the point in it? Are you, is it just like the DMZ? Are you only extracting with loot so that you can go back in with better loot? Yeah, I mean, look at this loot that they're getting. I mean, I don't know. Is this just what you can bring in? Because it's got, I mean, it's got all of the stuff. It's got perks and everything. That's the draw. 
I would think that's the draw, right? Is that you're beefing your character up and trying to get better and better loot every time? Or or can you can you get complete like in DMZ, can you get completely reset back down to nothing? That would be the question about the Division Heartland. Like is this loot just like in the DMZ? Is it just completely immaterial? Like, if you die, and this is what you've got equipped, then you lose it all. In the video at 2 minutes and 20 seconds, they say, Night is a deadly sandbox filled with unexpected threats, but there is the constant carrot of great rewards. This is a continuation of the Division 2 game. This is not a continuation of the Division 2. This is a separate, free-to-play, PvPVE extraction game. This is this this is not in the Division 2. We're going to be doing a stream about the Division 2 with 30 and still gaming. Here, watch that turn. Watch the camera turn here. Yeah, it's hard to know if that's 60 or 30. I don't see why this engine wouldn't be able to do 30. Yeah, and then there's this looting element as well, making sure you have plenty of water, meds, food, uh, and filters. Uh, Awakened Void said, this looks promising now, you can lose the loot if you can lose stuff. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're elevating your base of operations, so as you're completing missions, operations, and quests, this place is supposed to be expanding, the map's supposed to be expanding, new missions and abilities are supposed to become available to you right and that looks like right there this looks like how they'll make their money right the prize counter earn tickets by progressing through chapters and spend them on unique and exclusive items so they've got this is mostly bling i like i'm not seeing overview episode prize counter oh this is just the prize counter it's not what she's wearing okay i was going to say so that's the, okay so here's the map here's the map and if and if there's one thing we can determine uh if if here right behind me watch there's one helicopter behind me so there are three six there's nine extraction points all on the outer rim of the map now the good thing about this is if there are people down in this corner you know farming or looking and watching the extraction points and you extract all the way over here they're going to have a long way to go to get to you right I think this is good because it kind of spreads out the extraction points I will say that the, the the map seems seems relatively contained this doesn't look like it's going to be some big huge sort of RPG game where you know you're you're ever expanding as you complete missions you unlock more of the map yeah I'm wondering you see how there's a section right here with two extraction points I wonder if when you first start out it's just this section one two three four five it looks like there's six yes there looks like there are six sections on the map We, I guess you could call them six quadrants oh there's a seventh one in the middle there's a seventh one in the middle so I would imagine that as you play the game, you're unlocking the, these quadrants, maybe. My thing is, what's the end game for this type of game? You get better and better loot, and for what reason? Well, and that's the assumption, right? The assumption would be there's some purpose behind all of this. I'm I'm because like in the DMZ, you're getting you're getting better and better loot, and the more and the more you go and the more you play, and the better and better your loot gets. What you end up with is 
you end up with a stronger p a stronger you know loadout a stronger loadout so that way that you can you can basically go in and do more missions that's kind of how it works you're basically taking your loot back in and now you're stronger there's harder missions there's harder operations to you know to do have they mentioned any progression mechanics yeah they have so they talk about how you can unlock new abilities new portions of the map new missions all that's at your base of operations the pve part probably has a story yeah there is there is some semblance of a story at the very beginning of my opening monologue i read this in a single play no that's not it hang on uh where's the thing that i read that basically talks about it each successful operation allows you to complete more missions unlock unique abilities new map areas and crucial functions at your base die before you extract and you come back empty-handed again i can't tell if when they say that each successful operation allows you to complete more missions, unlock unique abilities, new map areas, and crucial functions at your base. Is that a self-contained thing? That as long as I go in and I complete the operation and the mission, boom, check mark, you're good, unlocked some things, da 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 And then there's extraction, and you can come back empty-handed, like no loot. So there's still a sense of progression, even if you have a failed extraction. That would be kind of my my question that's how it works in the dmz i can go into the dmz and get a bunch of stuff done and then fail an extraction now there are some objectives that require extraction but i don't always have to extract in the dmz some rogue agent killed his team and headed to silver creek doing some evil virus experiment it's red uh and it spreads right that's kind of the premise of the story The story is just a frame why you were going into the maps. Hunt, Hunt Showdown, and Undead Apocalypse, and it's taken over. Yo! Terminal stupidity! Just absolutely blowing the lid off of today's goal, taking us to 55 members. I already gifted the five that I owed for the first batch. I now owe you another five. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. If you got a membership, you can hang out in our members-only Discord. There is a buy-two-get-one-free code in there. Uh, If you're interested in buying the coffee, this is ours, by the way. We don't promote this as much as we probably should. Uh, Reforge Rose Coffee is our coffee. It's not a sponsor. Uh, you're, You're not supporting some other company. Like This is in my home. My wife and kiddos ship it to you, so you're supporting a small business if you're a coffee drinker try it out we're, we're, we're moving through the final bags of our holiday blend so it's severely marked down to $12.95 and if you're a member you can get a buy two get one free you can go into the discord and you can get that code and you can use it to get yourself a really really nice deal you can get like three bags of the holiday blend for like $26 like that's a very 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 good price This is how you build a game that requires people to actually get better and not just artificially get better because they leveled up and grinded a session and it didn't teach them anything. I'm, I'm telling you, the number one threat to the Division Heartland gameplay is going to be balance. That's the number one threat. I, I, like, I don't think you're going to be getting griefed because the way that they set it up, like you can't really be grieved. 
you as soon as it turns nighttime you know what's coming you know you can be attacked there's no surprise in that it's not like oh my back was turned i was working on a mission and like bending over a, a crate or something and this guy just shot me in the back no that's that's not possible at that point you know you're converting to survive and get out I don't want to be negative, but why release this? They took the survival mode and made a standalone game. Why not add it to the Division 2? I I can actually answer that. I don't work for the company, but I can tell you why they probably did it. This thing can stand within its own ecosystem a lot better than going out and and, and having to attach itself to the Division 2. If you remember, one of the fundamental things with, with survival was... You would go and run survival and you started from nothing every time. And then you would bring back loot to give to your main character. What this does is this self-contains the trajectory. You get stronger, you get better loot. Now you can go out into the survival mode and do something that's harder. Like, sir, like if they did that in this game and then they attach it to the Division 2... They'd have to create a whole sub-grind of like, well, yes, you're extracting and you're getting things for your main character in the main game, but you're also getting things for for uh, Heartland. You're also getting things for survival. Survival as is isn't good enough. Games have evolved. Yeah, survival was basically the blueprint of extraction games, but that's all it was. It was a very simplistic thing. Like... The Division 1 survival, I think, was very good, but it fundamentally was just the skeletal structure of an extraction game. They didn't do much with it. It was brilliant, but it was also pretty simplistic. If you were to try to take the Division Heartland and jam it into the, to the Division 2, I just, don't, I just don't think it would work, because it was like, well, then what... I'm going to go and run extraction. I'm going to go and run survival or Heartlands. Why? But because I can get out with really good loot. Okay, well, what are you going to do with that loot? Oh, I'm going to give it to my main character. Oh, okay, so you're going to go and run that mode, and as you get better at that mode and get better stuff, you actually hand it to somebody else, right? Or, or beyond that, beyond that, not even that. If you're getting better, if you're getting stronger in the mode itself, that's an upward trajectory that feels completely separate from the main game. Like, okay, so my character over here is min-max and strong and awesome and running incursions and I'm ready for the new season and over here I'm, uh, I've got better loot and my backpack's full and I'm ready to go run some missions. They'd be completely separate. If you tried to interweave them, I don't necessarily think that they would play well together. Nothing you did in survival helped you in survival. That's exactly right. Like, I tried to make that point. Like, you always started survival with nothing just like laying on the ground in a room and you'd stand up and be like oh bruh, and then you just go and run it the drops were basically static you knew where the good drops were now you didn't know what you were going to get but you knew that the general quality of drops in certain areas like you knew what places to go you knew what route to run so it became kind of a rehearsed thing great mode really fun not a lot of depth and longevity to it. it. It just sort of got to a point where everybody knew what routes to run and, and where to go. I just started playing 
Again, most of my clan is like level 3000 with crazy builds. I'm 346 and I can run heroic. Easy. Yo, Rockin' Robin with five gifted members. My issue with the Division 2 is always, it's always been, what, 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 how do I jump back in? How do I catch up with everybody? How do I get back up to snuff, right? Because actually, we're going to be talking about the Division 2 Year 5 with Mike uh, on the second show of the day. So we will be kind of discussing where it seems like that game is going. And they've, they're doing some stuff over there that I'm actually pretty interested in. I think everyone should play Hunt Showdown. Only problem with Hunt Showdown is when you go to other games, their sound design sucks compared to it. My friends and I had routes and we ran lobbies. Yeah, if you knew what routes to take in the Division Survival, it was it was a wrap. It was a wrap. If you could give us some Prime Lono speculation on this fine Friday, what would you say if I said it seemed like they were building Heartland as a magnet to the Dark Zone players to get them out of the base game so they can remove the Dark Zone from the base game? They did say that they would be adding events and modes to Heartland. Interested in your thoughts on what and how they would do that. Would this game also allow them to finally turn the Div 1 servers off? I mean, I'm going to take the first theory, and I'm going to tie it to the the Division 2 and the Division 3. If they have a desire, because this is what I think they should do for the Division 3, and I'll discuss this with Mike in the second show, so I'm not cannibalizing the second show, because I want to know what he thinks about this. I would imagine the Division 3 just needs to be an MMO and include the entire United States, right? Include major cities, and then that would be your game, right? And that's how you would constantly have expansions and new story and new areas. You just keep adding major cities. Like, that, that's almost an unlimited game. You could, you, could, you could expand that game for 10 years. But I would imagine if they're going to do that, you just have to get the Dark Zone out of the game. Just get rid of it. It's, it's never going to work. It isn't. Anytime you bring PvP into a game like this, it's going to turn into what the Dark Zone turned into. Run this meta build and melt. Run this meta build, run this exploit, run this reload cancel and melt. And I just don't think that that's ever going to work. If you jettison that from the game, you don't have to worry about any of that balancing crap. The other thing they could do if they jettison PvP from the game, and yes, PvP guys, I think that you're part of the problem here, but it's in your nature, it's part of our instinctive existence, it's not necessarily your fault. However, if they completely jettison PvP from the game, do you want to know what they can do? They can focus on crazier abilities, crazier tech, really strong things to equip the player. So every fight's not like a 20-minute chisel-down bullet sponge. They can actually give you really strong abilities. It's really hard to give you really strong abilities if you get to take that into a PvP environment because then all hell breaks loose. It's like, well, now we gave them this really awesome ability and everybody's abusing it in PvP. I tried playing The Division, but I had a hard time getting into it. PvP is not the problem. PvP is always the problem when it comes to balance. Always. Because when you... Think about what happens when you expand things beyond PvP. You can have stronger mini-bosses, stronger majors, stronger main-bosses. Why? Because then you can equip the player with the power to take them down. But the minute you do that, the minute you give me the power to take down like a really strong major or a mini-boss or a boss, and you give me adequate power to meet their strength on the battlefield, do you want to know what happens? You disrupt everything in PvP. 
PvP because now you're giving me power that's well beyond the health of the average player. You're giving me power that's well beyond what a normal engagement should look like in a 1v1, 2v2, 3v3 encounter. You're just, I have way too much power at my disposal. Dark Zone was the point of the Division 1. Div 2 is PvE, and it's clear they're focusing on PvP for Heartland. I don't think anything you're saying is true at all. The Dark Zone was not the point of the Division 1. Virtually all content they added had nothing to do with that. Whether it's the 2.0 thing that they added, or Division 1.8 had nothing to do with the Dark Zone. Neither did Survival. They practically did nothing with the Dark Zone in the Division 1. The Division 2 added on to all of that, failed to add a compelling endgame. And saying that they're focusing on PvP for Heartland, I I don't see that. I I simply don't see that. There's no evidence of that. It's an extraction PvPvE game. It's a blend. It seems to me they're capitalizing on the very thing that they gave birth to. Division 1 Survival essentially gave spawn to all these survival games that we're playing today. Whether Tarkov or or DMZ will ever track that or admit that or say that, I would say that Division 1 Survival was the blueprint for so much of what we play today. Whether it's Battle Royale, Survival, or Extraction, they really took a lot of great things, put it all together, and so much of what you did in Survival is present in other games today. So I, I don't think I don't think that summary is even close to accurate because it, the, the the division one basically abandoned the dark zone because it was just grief central and they focused more on PVE and then division two heavily focused on PVE. The main problem with division two was that the once again the end game was simply not ready. I think they're being very clever in what they learned from Div one and Div two's dark zones. It's the day before, but actually real. That's right. Yeah, even Division 1 survival mode had a PvE-only mode. That's exactly right, Steven. That's exactly right. Lono, if the same guys who load into the DMZ with a throwing knife grab a gun from a bot and camp Xville sites all game, get a hold of this game, I'm out. I like PvP, but that stuff should be gone. Hollow, here's why I think they've been very smart about that not happening. So here's the entire map, and there's there's nine helicopters around the outer perimeter. Those are your exfils, right? And there's one behind my camera. All right, now, I want you to imagine somebody loading into the game and deciding that this one right here, this is the one to, to go to. Because they, they know maybe there's a bunch of missions, maybe there's like some live events or bounties or whoever the heck knows, and they're all in this area. So they're going to go to this one, they're going to camp. They're going to get really freaking bored because the entire first portion of the session is daytime where you're supposed to be doing operatives, operations. You're supposed to be doing missions and quests. You're supposed to be gearing up. Now, they may do that and then they may beeline there to sit and wait. But what you're doing is, is you're making them, you're elongating, like they can't just grief right from jump. They've got to go there at a certain point in the game. And the reason that you couldn't call that griefing is because that's literally the point of nighttime. That's literally the point of nighttime. The night phase is quite literally stronger enemies, increased threat, try to get out. Like th- and there's and there's there's enemies that are real players. So there's no surprise there. Now sure, 
if if some idiot wants to sit here and camp this and just wait for you behind a box and he's not trying to extract because he's too soft, right? Typically, people that grief are soft like bread. They can't face somebody in one-to-one. They can't face people in real PvP. They have to hide in a corner and shoot somebody in the back who's who's actively not even paying attention or able to defend themselves. Like, say what you want. Say what you want. But people who grief and have no intentions of extracting, have no intentions of playing the game as it's designed, they're just soft like bread. They can't play a true PvP game. They don't have the chops. They gotta shoot people in the back, right? They gotta camp an exfil and take no risk of their own and just, you know, ha ha ha, I shot that guy in the back, ha ha ha, right? So in my mind, in my mind, I don't think griefers would get a whole lot of joy out of this mode. I don't think they would. I don't think they would. I think they'd get bored really quickly because so much of the mode is go do objectives, go do missions, quests, bounties, go find loot, and then it turns into nighttime. Now it's time to extract. I can't imagine griefers enjoying that. The reason that griefers like going into games like Sea of Thieves and the reason they liked going into the Dark Zone is they can immediately do the thing that they like doing, which is ruining somebody else's day and, and, and taking advantage of some kind of an exploit and not caring about the game itself. It's not grieving if you kill people in Fortnite. In, in Fortnite, Nighttime is the actual game, but forcing them to engage in the game, the joke's on them. That's what I'm saying, Bristol. I, I, don't, I don't think this would be that appealing to people that just want to grieve. I don't. Yo, it's good, Brooklyn. I didn't know you were into The Division. I played The Division 1 quite a bit. I played The Division 2 quite a bit. Both of those games I fell out with because of no endgame. Now, I came back to The Division 1 in September of 2016 when they launched Survival, and I always said they should take the survival mechanic and just put it into the entire map of The Division. You know, have the storm closing in like a battle royale. And uh, it seems they've essentially done that, but they're just calling it, you know, Division Heartland, and it's its own game. I stopped playing because of the griefing. It got ugly for me. The day phase basically makes it impossible for griefers to grief without any risk to themselves. That, that's exactly right, Siege Master. Like, they have skin in the game. Like, that is the absolute brilliance of this structure. Anybody who's going to try to attack another player in the Division Heartland, they have skin in the game. They've had to loot. They've had to get stuff to survive. They've had to gear up. So they've got stuff that they could potentially extract with. Now, whether they want to admit it or not, dying with that stuff, it's going to matter to them. And that's exactly how it should be. Killing somebody who's got no loot and is just camping an entrance, that, that doesn't hurt them. They just respawn and do it again. But if they actually survive the day phase, if they actually have loot and they've engaged with the mechanics, well, they've got skin of the game now. You think you're going to like Heartland? I mean, I, I, it has a lot of the things that I liked. I don't know how long I'll like it. One of the potential bad things I said, I went through the good and the bad. One of the potential bad things is, yeah, it's narrow. It's They took a game mode and they made an entire game out of it. I, You know, that it, it could get old very quickly. It could feel like a game mode stretched too thin. How are they going to keep it lively? Are they going to have new missions? Are they going to have some kind of a live service seasonal thing? Are you going to change the map? Are you going to update things? Right? 
Reapers and cheaters don't bother me. I'd switch lobbies and move on. It's a video game at the end of the day. Yeah, but I'm going to flip it back around on you and say it's a video game at the end of the day. What the frick's wrong with people? Like, that's what you do with your time? If I've got two hours to play on a Friday night and I invest 20 or 30 minutes in something and some some idiot griefs me and he doesn't care about the game, he's literally not interested in the game. You have to understand something. A lot of the times, griefers, they don't even like the game. They like griefing. They're not in the game because they enjoy it. They're not playing the game because they get satisfaction from leveling up and they really like the core content loop. They like to go into a playground where they can hit kids in the head with dodgeballs that are half their size. Like, that's basically what they're doing. They're not actually in the game in the spirit of the game's design. Like... If I've got two hours to play and some guy's doing that and I lose 30 to 40 minutes of my time, what what do you mean shrug that off? It's just a video game. Brother, this is my Friday night. This is my leisure activity. I ain't trying to get stressed out by some some like basement dwelling gremlin who hasn't seen sunlight in seven days who just sits in games and griefs people. Is the game going to be like Tarkov? I mean, they'll probably have similarities to it. If it has the depth in the questing like Tarkov, people will love it, says Lawrence. Everyone should care about cheaters. What kind of mentality is that, says Leonidas. Paimon says, Dark Zone basically birthed this whole genre. It's not just a mode anymore. Uh, They should implement stronger anti-cheat systems on these games. I mean, I agree with that. Cheating and griefing aren't really in the same category, right? The key to multiplayer games like The Division is finding a clan that you mesh with. That's where the quality content is. Maybe only one team can hit an extraction point. A griefer will have to invest so much time to make it happen. This could be brilliant. We will see. My basement is nice. Why leave it? I don't want cheaters, but if you are moving as a team, then you should be able to take down griefers who are camping and waiting for you. This is part of clearing an extraction point. Well, and that's one of the questions, right? One one of the questions is... One of the questions is... We're listening to stream tunes. One of the questions is how many people will be in a server. Because that will significantly affect people's ability to, to extract. If you've got nine extraction points and you got, you know, 17 people in a game, that's too many. You're never gonna you're never gonna get out. Paul says 45. 45 people? That's way too many. 45 that's five people per extraction point. That won't work. You'll be all over each other. The, the map's not big enough for that. Goodness gracious, there's only seven sections of the map. Creature says I think it's six. I agree with your take, says Hollow. Griefing can be bad, but at the end of the day, you aren't meant to extract during the day. Map looks large enough for 25? It's really high, but I don't know if they wanted to make a stress, maybe stress test. Wait, Paul, do you have it on good authority that it's 45? 45 sounds bonkers. Like, can you imagine 45 people dispersed on this map unable to kill each other you're going to be stepping on each other's toes for the missions that doesn't sound like a good time during the day if you've got 45 people to a server especially if it's in the early game and you haven't unlocked a lot of the map yet that's not going to work 
you have to remember that there's only going to be certain portions of the map available to you in the beginning and you're going to be basically sharing the map with other people like there's going to be quests and things unless you're not the only thing I could think is what if there's no other players around during the day and then it does like a cutscene for nighttime and it instances you together with other people I don't know then you might run the risk of being right on top of people as soon as you get into nighttime. Did they say the game only has game mode? Yeah, this is it. It's basically you come, you're at the base of operations, and a session consists of you go out during the daytime, you do operations, quests, missions, you gear up, you load up, you engage with the survival mechanics, maybe you get some filters and go into some of the dynamic contaminated areas, and then when it switches over to nighttime, higher higher level enemies, harder enemies, and and other players can now attack you, and now it's time to extract. It seems like you might be able to extract before that. They're sending out invites to you and five friends, and they're sending them in sixes. They said, pick five people you trust, or five that you don't. So you're thinking that you could set up your own server, your own private instance with six people, and just see how it goes. Like, the reason I don't think you could do more than that is, look how small the map is. So here's an extraction point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's maybe ten blocks to the center of the map, just based on building count. If I'm just looking at the buildings, and the approximation of, like, what a block looks like, it's like ten blocks to the center of the map. So running running 20 blocks to get all the way over here, depending on the extraction count and your ways of getting around the map, I, I just, I don't know. You got 45 people running around. Dude, you're never extracting. You have squads of three. It's not going to be a six-player map. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, it, at some level, at some level, yeah, I just don't want you here anymore. At some level, I think that six would be too low because that's just two squads. And then what? You just like leave each other alone? Unless, unless as you open up more sections of the map, more people can come into your games. So in the early game, let's just imagine we can only play in this section here, right? Let's just say you can only play in this section here. It's all that you've got unlocked. Well, if that's what the beta consists of, I could see why they'd be like, no, six people to that size area. That's it, six people. One, two, three, four, five, six. So 36 total players once you get up to the higher echelons of like all six sections are open. You know, they could do it that way, maybe. Because, you know, in this size area, I could see two teams going against each other in this size area down in the corner. Two, two teams, 3v3, you know, you got, you got two extraction points. So you can just leave each other alone and you each extract, right? Because there's an extraction point uh, behind me. For the thought experiment, let's just, let's just use this, this area over here on the other side, right? Over here, two teams of three, I could see battling it out in the beta. And you got two extraction points. So when you see this extraction point light up, you could say, well, we could go fight those guys or we could just get in the heck out of here and come down to this one. And then as it expands, it obviously gets more complicated. This com- 
Okay, so... Okay, so that's one area. Is that the whole map of the Division 1 beta? Or what? It, what am I looking at? I could see 15 teams of 3 with 9 extraction points. You guys get motion sickness when playing 120 or 60? No, I've never gotten motion sickness from high, high, high uh, frames per second games. I've gotten motion sickness from VR. I've gotten it from that. I'm kind of thinking they're confusing people with the video last night. Strange because the game had other modes. Nightfall was PVE only. Oh, that's the entire Div 1 map. That's the entire Div 1 map. Okay. I'm trying to look at the building size. I got I got to be honest with you, Eugene. This seems like it's about one-third of that. I feel like this is between one-third and one-fourth the size of the Div 1 map. I Again, I don't know. I've not played Div 1 in so long. What's good for tonight? Those of you that are members, try to keep in mind every Friday night we do a stream with my wife around 8 p.m. Eastern. And since Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out next week, we will be doing the Star Wars watch party next week on Saturday the 29th. So this is your one-week warning next week on Saturday. We'll also be streaming next week on Friday night. Tonight we'll be playing some goofy games. Maybe we'll play that scary VR game. Maybe I'll play that one for a bit, the one where you can't blink. I was thinking it'd be fun uh, to play the Horizon, uh, some Horizon Forbidden West with my wife. You can like share the controller. like You each have a controller, and you can each control Aloy. Not the DLC, obviously. I'm too weak for the DLC. Uh, but it'd be fun, maybe to uh to go and 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 do some of the uh some of the weapon leveling that people told me I needed to do. We could just go fight monsters and get parts at least for a little bit. Episode 1 next week? No, we've already done episode 1, 2 and 3. We'd be doing episode 4, A New Hope. Maybe that's what you mean by that in your mind. You're probably thinking that's episode 1. We've already done the prequels. If you want to go watch those, those are available in the members only playlist. You should be, as a member, you should be able to search this channel for Star Wars and you'll find all three. And all you have to do is queue up that VOD and then you can re-watch episode 1, 2, and 3 and you just queue up the VOD and play the movie when I tell you to and our commentary will run alongside the movie. We never pause the movies, so you don't have to worry about that. The card finale tonight for me. I've seen nothing but high praise for the finale from people that really matter, like Chris Gore said that he thought it was amazing, so... How's the VIP count going? You can always, you guys can always check on the VIP count with the VIP command. I think we're like 40-something away. The body cam game looks... and looks. I, I don't understand how they're doing that. I'm going to have to play that to, to feel it, but I, I don't know. We might be on the cusp of of the of video game singularity. I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't seem... It doesn't seem possible. We're getting, we're getting off. We're getting off subject, though. You guys are doing that thing where you've decided you don't care about the division, and now we're talking about all these other things. Uh, if we get 200 VIP members, yeah, oh, there, yeah, that's the VIP command. I'm reading my own command. I'm interested to see what 30 and so gaming thinks about the game in the division universe. Yeah, we will be, uh, we will be 
doing a uh, the Division 2 stream following this. I'll be discussing Year 5 with Mike. If you guys are interested in that, that should be good because there's a lot of really cool stuff that they announced. Could be very good. Is the game good? I'm not sure what game you're asking about. I bought Division 2 on sale, but I never played it. I was hoping we would get more info on the mobile game. It was very brief. I got news for you. I wonder if the uh, if the mobile game is just going to get shoved to the background, personally. Right? I just wonder if the mobile game is getting shoved to the background, because... I... <laughs> It's very, very possible that they have decided that they want to focus their attention on Div 2 Year 5, the Division Heartland, and maybe Resurgence has just kind of been put on the back burner because it just it didn't look that good. And I also didn't think it was going to be that good as far as, like, I just, I didn't, I didn't think this game type would do well on a mobile device. I, I just don't think so. I don't think the, the min-maxing, the combat type. Yo, Raptor just upgraded VIP. There you go. Getting us one step closer. That puts us at 159. We need, we need enough VIPs to justify that stream. Like, I, I'm, I, it's, it's hard to justify an extra piece of content for VIPs, especially uh, if we don't have enough people. Because, you know, we want people to be there for it, right? So, what's going on in year five for Div? You will find out very shortly when I hang out with 30 and still gaming. So, stay tuned for more. Um, wasn't the mobile game canceled? Listen, Prozy, it wouldn't surprise me if they're, if they're quietly canceling it or if they decide to quietly cancel it. It, it honestly wouldn't surprise me. It just wouldn't. I, I, I I'm... I'm not saying that they should, right? I'm not saying that they should, but what I'm saying is is they may be looking at the Division Heartland, they may be looking at the Division 2, as well as some of the other things that they're focusing their efforts on, and they may be saying, no, let's just ignore that mobile game. Let's repurpose those people. Hey, Lord Finesse just upgraded the VIP count to 160. Thank you so much, Lord Finesse. You guys that are already on memberships, it's literally five more bucks to switch to VIP. A lot of you guys have been gifted a membership, so you can use the join command or the join button or the membership page, and you can click on see perks, and you can upgrade to VIP. No way they cancel it. It's part of their trio. Creature says that we're missing 30 likes. Yeah, you guys could help us out. Viewership's been really weird today. I feel like YouTube's having trouble because we we spiked way up to really good numbers and then we dropped. We were like 465 and then we dropped like a rock down to 400 and we've climbed back up to 460 and we're dropping again. So I'm not sure what YouTube's doing. I don't know if they're putting us in different places or if people are having to refresh. It was one third of the stream. Oh, did they showcase the mobile game yesterday? People said that it was very short. Mobile, PvE, Div 2, and PvP Heartland. I skipped right over it. I, that, so if it was one-third of the stream, then, you know, I probably sound like I'm talking out of my rear end. I didn't know that they covered it that much. I, I combed through this, the live stream purely for year five of Div 2 and the the division heartland like that's totally a bias like that's bias blindness i guess i just didn't even pay any attention to it i skipped right over it if i recall they canceled a bunch of unannounced titles not the ones we know about 
they showed it no one cared yeah i mean i have serious concerns about division the division mobile game i really do i just i don't know if the if the min maxing if the third person shooting cover based style I just don't know if it can work on mobile. I feel like the best way to get it to work on mobile would be to really strip it down. But the, if you strip it down too much, I, you're just you're going to end up with you're going you're going to end up with something that's not the division at that point. But I guess that would be okay to a certain degree, right? Like an almost like an arcadeish version of the division, so that way you've you've got the spirit of the game. Maybe I, I just I don't know. Sometimes I think games like this just can't bridge that gap. I, I think it's difficult to look at to look at the landscape of mobile gaming and to think, oh, we can go over there and make a bunch of money. And it's like, well, sure, but that doesn't mean that you will. That doesn't mean that the people in that audience are going to enjoy what you've got. Doesn't mean that they're going to enjoy, you know, especially certain game types. I just think certain game types are not. They're just not conducive to mobile screens and the limited controls that they can give you. Mobile games called Division Resurgence. Yeah, the Division Resurgence is what it's called. We covered it once on this channel. We, we've actually got quite a lot of views on our on our coverage of it. Mobile games are quick and easy games to play for a few minutes, not like hours on end. You're you're not going to believe me when I say this, but do you know what I think the most the most promising game type is for mobile? Well, you guys could probably guess. Coming from me, right? Think of a game genre that would be surprising to hear me say this. What do you think the most promising game type is for mobile? If you had to pick a game type that's out there and you kind of scoured over the gaming world and you're like, "Okay, what's a game type that's just going to that's just perfect for mobile devices? It's perfect for that mobile gaming cycle where you play for a teeny bit and then you put it down. And this is where I think the division resurgence could maybe take some clues, maybe even take some cues from some of the division game modes that are out there and available because they're doing some of this in the division too. Raijin got it. Yeah, rogues. No, not turn-based strategy. Turn-based strategy could certainly work very well in auto chess and like auto auto like auto grinding games, but rogues are perfect for mobile. They're perfect. Like, if you play, what's it called? What? I guess it's got a ton of bad uh, Mighty Doom. I guess it's got a ton of bad microtransactions in it, but whatever. I, I've ignored the microtransactions, and I've had fun every single time I've played it. Mighty Doom is this little rogue, and it's a freaking blast. You know, you get these little upgrades, you get these little icons to click on, and you're just doing the shooties, and you're feeling like you're leveling up. I, I think the Division Resurgence should take a clue from that because they're adding another rogue mode to the Division 2. The first one was called Ascension. This new one's called Descent. And I'm intrigued. Like, I actually want to play it. And you guys are like, Lono liking rogues? It's just like it, sometimes if you take the exact right format and you put it in the exact right circumstances it can be really really enjoyable i really wanted to play the rogue mode in assassin's creed valhalla and i didn't get to i just think do you know what game would be perfect for a rogue mode and it kind of has one in it but it's just like a brief mission the legend of zelda breath of the wild would be perfect for it then you just you you start with nothing and you got to scrounge and you got to get stuff you got to you know and then you keep moving up can you imagine like a tower of Sisyphus in Breath of the Wild where you keep going up 
in like a shrine or a castle or something it'd be awesome it'd be awesome and you know i'm interested in the in the, in the division rogue game i'm going to talk to i'm going to talk to mike about that in a little bit top down crawler shooter uh would work like diablo immortal type is that a rogue rogue doesn't necessarily determine what you're doing returnal is a rogue and so is dead cells hades is a rogue and and so is um uh, I can't think uh, and so is the, the descent in division 2 um, where was that mode in AC Valhalla you'd have to look up how to do it there was a specific way how to do it you had to build a hut or something you had to be at a certain level in the game that you could build something and when you build that something there was a person to talk to and then you could go into the mode you just had to google how to do it So, you know, if, if the Division mobile game has a shot, that's what I would do. I would learn from Ascension. I would learn from The Descent and try and do something like that. I just, I don't know if you're going to pull off long tail RPG min-maxing looter shooter Division on a mobile device. I just don't know if you're going to pull it off. Rogue is the mechanic, not how the game is presented. That's exactly right. Is this... Hang on. This was from the Heartland store page. Thank you, Paul. Details of the game, which has release date coming soon, were listed in the product description. Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland is a free-to-play survival action multiplayer shooter set in small-town middle America. Massive PvEVP in storm operations. Fight together in a 45-player PvEVP storm operations against a group of dangerous rogue agents and aggressive faction known as the Vultures, all while surviving a lethal virus. Prep the battlefield in PVE excursion operations. Complete PVE missions, gather gear, activate alerts, and prep the battle in excursion operations. Well, it sounds like to me, Paul, I'll be honest with you, it sounds like they've made a lot of changes. So, I don't know. That that sounds like the game we're talking about, but that also sounds like a different game. Like, they've made a lot of changes. They've been through a lot of iterations, which could have led them to determine that, no, we don't want to do 45 people. Like, if the map's too small, if the map's not big enough, I, how are you going to put 45 people on a map when you don't even have the entire map unlocked when you first start playing? Been listening a while. I'm not sure I've heard anything. Yo, it's good, Derek. Been lurking today. Yeah, we're just covering the latest Division Heartland news. Uh, we have brand new Division Heartland gameplay info, and we are covering that. And then we're going to be doing a discussion with 30 and So Gaming about the Division 2 Year 5. The vultures look creepy like Plague Doctors. People will be dying in the daytime. They've decided to push those other modes to other dates. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Let me give you guys a total member count, because we were really, really close yesterday, and I want to let you guys know, because once we get into the talk show, I can't really focus on it. Once we get into the talk show... 2,885. You are 115 members away. 115 members away. I'm not going to tell y'all what to do, but when you're that close with how many members we typically will lose over a weekend, it would be a really good idea to push the pedal to the ground. Today would be the day to do it. 
All right, and then, you know, VIPs are also upgrading to, to unlock the VIP streams. Oh, what's the good news about the game? Sounds like all bad to me so far. Well, the good news is, is they're finally bringing back survival. Survival was a really, really beloved mode in Division 1, and they've created an entire game within the realm of the survival mode, and it actually sounds quite fun. Extraction game and extraction mode popularity is hitting is hitting a pretty good fever pitch, so this could be the perfect time to bring it back. I think it looks good. I think it looks better than the first time that we saw it. That's another good thing to say. Uh, it actually looks quite promising. I think they've been thoughtful about the mechanics, as far as I can tell. They're being thoughtful about the fact that, like, you're not going to be able to get griefed while you're working on a mission or, or an operation or a quest of some kind, because that happens during the day, and people can only attack you at night. So that's going to keep, you know, the griefing... Uh, to a minimum, the griefing should be non-existent because as soon as it switches to daytime, if another player kills you, it's because that's what can happen at that point in time. So if you don't like that, then extract before nighttime hits. I we think we think that you can extract before nighttime it hit the hits, but we don't actually know. They need to have more than six people in a Heartland server. That's not a big enough threat. Um. Okay. Uh, I don't think six people is enough for Heartland PvP. I was speculating one last time. I was speculating that when you start out, if you don't have the full map unlocked, let's say you only have access to this sector, six people is plenty for that. You can't shove 45 people into this area. It'd be a dadgum bloodbath. It would be stupid. It wouldn't even be fun. As soon as nighttime's hit, it would be freaking bedlam. Now, once the entire map's open, I could see doing six in each quadrant, which would get you to, uh, what did we say there was? Six quadrants. So that's 36. Every time you add a quadrant, you're going to increase the player count. 36 people for this entire map you know Eugene's right if you know if people are dying then you could potentially have you know not too many people those of you that are listening in discord I'm gonna have to end the stage oh nobody's listening in discord I'm gonna end the stage before I get in this call with Mike okay hmm pop out and on a minute. Are you there, Mike? Yep. Perfect. Okay. What camera am I looking at right now for you? What is that? Top shelf? <laughs> hey. What is that? <laughs> I didn't even realize my kids were messing with my toys up there. It's like what what angle is that? That's all that's all you get, Mike. Is he Oh, uh, there's something wrong with my Discord. I might have to close it down for a second. Hold on one second. Okay. Man, the mu- was the music too loud this morning, guys? I had like a Yeah, yeah I I'm had the I'm Discord up here right okay, back. Okay. Okay. I 
had the music way up today. I didn't even realize it. Yo, T Grim just upgraded the VIP, taking us to 161. 161 VIPs. Thank you, sir. It won't even let me close Discord. Awesome. Mine was doing that the other day. Like, just you couldn't click on it. I couldn't click on anything. Sounded fine on my end. It was a little loud. Okay. Yo, what's good, Brooklyn Breed? He says, working and lurking. Thank you very much, guys, for working and lurking. I got to schedule the next stream. I don't even have it scheduled right now. While Mike's figuring that out, I will, uh, I'm going to schedule the next stream. I get, I made some killer thumbnails today and, uh, we didn't get what I was, I, I, I think we got about what I was expecting. We'll see. We'll see. I think people need to be convinced. I think people need to be convinced I don't think people are convinced just yet about the division. Been, it's been a while. Division two year five. Oh, save those images. That's funny that you didn't even know that they uh, they showed the mobile game yesterday. Well, I I didn't watch because we were watching the Diablo stream. Oh, so was, I pu- I pulled up. Exciting. I pulled up the past broadcast of their their stream, and they like kind of like chopped pieces out. Um, yeah, it was it was short. It was really small, but it was like right in the middle of uh, of season five and uh, Heartland. Took a speed bump. Yes, yeah, the uh, Heartland will be free to play, yes. Yo, what's good, cowboy? Now your mama knows. Okay, let me get us into the rundown scene. Guys, I'll keep the member count down in the corner. 15 more and we'll hit 75. I owe you five more. We've already had another huge day. Like I said, you're about 100 away from hitting that that big one. Gonna lurk for a bit. All right, Piggy. You plan on covering Dead Island 2? I'm seeing a bunch of people saying that like it's surprisingly fun. I just... I don't even care to mess with it. I just feel like all it's going to do is get age-restricted because it's violent AF, and we don't ever get great response from gameplay here anyway, Anyway, beyond, like, launch date. And I just don't think people on my audience are going to really care. I mean, I played for an hour, and it wouldn't serve a whole lot of purpose long-term, you know? Like two weeks from now, I just don't think anybody's going to care. And that's not a slight on the game. That's just the nature of things. 
Let's go here. It crashed when I upgraded. Did it work? You did. It you upgraded. I you you I shouted you out. We're at 161 on the VIP count now. Alright, Mike, give me a sentence for Mike Check. What's going on, everybody? Three and still gaming here, joining Lono for another podcast. Oh, da, da, da. Real quick, uh, D. Adam, I, I answered you in chat, but uh, if you want to jump back into Division Two, there's there's lots of stuff to do if you haven't played in a while. Mostly, it's just be, uh, the manhunt and like leveling up the season pass to get the guns uh, and whatnot. Um, and you can get those guns without doing the premium point, like just the free. You get the chests and you get the different uh, guns. So if you if you like division before, it's just more of that, just more manhunts up until the uh, the new content comes out in June. Is my volume low for my microphone? Is he is my too low? All right, hang on. I can raise it up on my end. Mm, let me do it on my end so that you don't gain distortion. All right, try now. What's going on, everybody? Can you guys hear me clearly now? All right, try one more time. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? Can you guys hear me clearly now? That should be better. Yeah, they gave me the wrong code this morning for um, Dead Island. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, to play it tonight. How'd they do that? They, they had some sort of screw-up, so they handed out codes. Uh, so I asked for the Xbox Series X version of it, and they gave me the PC version of it. And I was like, uh, I can play it on the PC. I would prefer if it was on the Xbox. But so now I had to give that code back to them, and now I'm waiting for a new code. Amazing. They were supposed to get the codes out yesterday, but things are hard. It's not like they do it on, you know, that for a living or anything. <laughs> All right, announcements. All right, guys, we're going to need your help with this stream. We're going to need your help with this stream. This is not quite what we've uh, what we've been having in recent weeks. Uh, and so I'm hoping... I think Division 2 is probably a little bit of a bigger subject, honestly, because it's been more longstanding. There's more to talk about. There's more coming. We actually have a ton of information, okay? So click the link in chat or ride the redirect. You're going to really need to help us with likes because if we go over to the stream and we can't get likes, we're not going anywhere. All right. So please head over to the stream and smash the like button. I'll also redirect you. <clears throat> Thanks so much for checking out this video here. Reforge Gaming sitting down with 30 and still gaming. My man, if you want to check out his channel, 30NSG. 
It should be linked below, or you can just search for him on YouTube. We're talking the Division 2 Year 5. Is this the time to come back? Is this a comeback moment for the game? Is Are, are we beginning to see that? Are we going to see a return to greatness for the division that is the question that we will be asking we're going to come over all the information there's a rogue mode there's a new format for seasons what are they doing with the division three we're going to get into that i'm going to end my first stream this morning i was just talking about heartland we're going to bring everybody over and make sure